0: Today's episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are right around the corner, and finding the perfect gift can sometimes be tricky. So Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved, Go to OmahaStakes.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package today. Okay, it's game day for the New Jersey Devils as we will be taking on the Detroit Red Wings, another young team, and another opponent for Dawson Mercer to possibly get his name back into the Calder Memorial Trophy race. And also, what do I think about Lindy Ruff, and is there any positivity to take away from the New Jersey Devils this season? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed it. Rodor has got the puck, What a shot! The Devils win the Stanley Cup! Oh, Ready now what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks Trey Matthews. And it is game day once again for the New Jersey Devils as we will be taking on the Detroit Red Wings in tonight's matchup. Now, here's the thing for the New Jersey Devils. We have lost four straight games. We have dropped 10 of our last 12, and obviously it's a frustrating time period right now. Tempers are starting to flare. Uh, The fans are getting a little restless. I'm sure the coaching staff is a little frustrated. Uh, Right now, we're down a few players, so I I get it, guys. It's just a rough time period, and I I, I know that it's kind of hard to be a Devils fan right now. I certainly can relate to that. However, in this episode, I'm going to remain rather positive for the New Jersey Devils because you know what? I see a lot of Devils slander on Twitter. I see all of it on social media. I see the name calling and look, I'm no exception. I do the same thing. You know, my catchphrase here at the Locked On Podcast Network is I hate it here. Just saying I don't actually hate it here. That's just more of in a sarcastic joking, endearing kind of way. But you, you guys get the gif of it. Like, you know, sometimes I don't remain the most positive person uh, and I'm no different from you guys. However, in this episode, I kind of want to remain positive in terms of what's next and what's to come for the New Jersey Devils because even if this season isn't going to end uh, the way we want it to end, there's still a lot of things to look forward to, even if we're a little uncertain of what our coaching situation is going to look like within the next couple of weeks because, I don't know, guys, the Christmas break is approaching. We're about to enter 2022. Uh, we got the Olympics uh, coming up, fa- and it's fast approaching. Uh, there's still a question mark in the air, obviously, with the COVID outbreak uh, amongst the NHL. There, there's definitely some speculation as to whether or not the NHL will actually uh, get with the players. Association and try to have a discussion in terms of letting their players, you know, cross the Atlantic and possibly uh, go overseas to play in the Olympics. But like I said that's still a major question mark and that is not confirmed nor denied. I will talk about it definitely on this show if and when I get more information. Now here's something I want to focus on in the first segment of this episode. I want to revisit the Gearson fight that he had with Petrangelo in last night's matchup against the Vegas Golden Knights and it's probably going to be the last time that I address it because I just found an article courtesy of Sportsnet that I found kind of interesting and in Ball's march just saying that it was a gutless uh, move by Gearston to just basically pick a fight with Petrangelo. So, if you missed last night's matchup, basically within the final 15 second frame, Gearson decided to pick a fight with Petrangelo. Leonard then was getting frustrated. He took off his helmet, and I think he was looking for like Kevin Ball or Gearston, whatever the case might be. But n- needless to say, it was an absolute mess towards the end of the game, and the Devils just found themselves getting a misconduct. Same with Petrangelo and Leonard, and all three of those players were ejected. And- Marchesall just basically came to the defense of his team and just basically said it was gutless for the Devils to do what they did. I think he was referring obviously to Gearston, but. Um, I, I basically want to react to that. So I talked about it in yesterday's episode and I do agree with him in some sort of sense, but I don't think he's using the right adjective. I don't think it was gutless. I think it was just stupid for Gerson to do what he did. Uh, Lindy Ruff obviously came to his defense saying that, uh, Giersten got checked and that he was just trying to finish off a check on, but quite honestly, guys, there, there's literally only a few seconds left in the game. We're obviously going to lose. There's no reason to be picking a fight, pick your battles. And, uh, I'm going to critique Lindy Ruff here. Why are you defending Gerson in this case? Like, come on. We all know that Gerson is not really the player that he, you think he is. Like we get why he's still on the roster because you still date back to what he did uh, in defense to Jack Hughes against Lawson. And that's great. And I'm not going to try to take that away from him. Obviously with him being an aggressive player, just trying to basically assert himself. That's how he feeds his family. That's how he tries to keep a spot on the roster because look, I've had Curtis Gabriel on the show before and Curtis Gabriel, uh, you know, what he does off the rink is great and all, but what he does on the rink is usually very uh, forgettable. But how does Curtis Gabriel keep his name uh, relevant in the hockey world in terms of just what he can do on the rink? Well, he he gets into a lot of fights. He tries to assert himself, and he said it on this show, saying, like, you know, he was taught to assert himself on the rink so that way he can just uh, deserve his time uh, of playing, so you know I'm not going to fault Gearston for doing that, but the 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 fact is is that Gearston is not really that good of a player, and the reason why he's given so many chances is just because Lindy Ruff just loved what he did in defense for Jack Hughes, and I think we can all see the writing on the wall. But um, in response to what um, Marchessault said in terms of just saying it was a gutless play, I don't think it was gutless. I think I think it was just stupid from the New Jersey Devils. And now I'm going to be talking about Lindy Ruff just a little bit because I'm kind of. Getting a little sick of just discussing Lindy Ruff and his overall future with the New Jersey Devils because quite honestly guys I don't know what's going to happen I talked about it in yesterday's episode I've been talking with Jersey Joe pretty much the past couple days in terms of like what could possibly happen to uh, Lindy Ruff what coaches are available and by the way that is going to be a future episode if Lindy Ruff is not fired within the next few s- days or so that is something I will definitely talk about in this episode because I don't think I've ever done a silly season episode in terms of just looking at overall coaches I've done it for players, I've done it for trades, but I don't think I've ever done it for a coaching staff, so I'm intrigued to actually uh, do something like that. So, um, you know, I, I, th- that's probably the last time I'm going to be talking about the gearston fight. And that's probably the last time I'll talk about gearston until he does something actually relevant. But going to what Lindy Ruff said, I'm going to critique him a little bit. Like, look, I, th- you should not be advocating for your players to be fighting when there's 15 seconds left in the game. I, I, I Looking at the replay, I don't think the Vegas Golden Knights did anything. I don't know what Petrangelo did wrong, quite honestly. I know Petrangelo's had his run-ins in the past uh, as well, but I, I, I just think in this circumstances, I, I just don't think there's any point to fight just because, you know, it, it's pointless and shame on the Devils for instigating and shame on the Vegas Golden Knights for, you know, continuing to to get involved in the fight because there's really no reason for either team to be getting involved in a fight when there's 15 seconds left in the game. Now, what I'm talking about for Lindy Ruff is just like, you know, why are you defending your players in this case? Because the thing about Lindy Ruff, and and here's what frustrates me a little bit, guys. So I want to look at the Metropolitan Division real quick and uh, just bear with me for a a moment because you're going to get what I'm trying to get at in a moment. So when we're looking at the Metropolitan Division, we see that Capitals are kings of the hills right now. They they currently have a record of 18-5-7 with 40 three points to the good then you got the rangers they are 19 7 and 4 with 42 points to the good and let's just skip down a little bit let's look where the devils are at oh yeah we're second to last we are 10 13 and 5 we have 25 points we are four points ahead of the sorry islanders Uh, We have dropped 10 of our last 12 games. We are on a four-game losing streak. And it just seems like the last month or so hasn't been too kind for us. So why did I mention the Capitals, Rangers, and not the Hurricanes, Penguins, Blue Jackets, and Flyers? Basically, why didn't I mention the teams that are ahead of us and between us and the Rangers? Why did I leave them out when I was looking at the Metropolitan Division? Well, here's the thing. Who is the head coach for the Washington Capitals? Peter LaViolette. And who is the head coach for the New York Rangers? Gerard Gallant. And let me guess who is the head coach for the New Jersey Devils? Oh, that's right, Lindy Ruff. Do you get where I'm going at? Maybe some Devils fans understand the direction I'm trying to take this argument into. And uh, I'll explain more in a moment. But first, I want to give you guys the first live read this morning because I am very, very, very hungry. And you know what I'm in the mood for? I am in a mood for a big, thick juicy smoky steak. I know it's early in the morning, but I could go for some of that right now. I love me some Omaha Steaks and I want to make you guys an offer that you cannot refuse. So, go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package because the holidays are right around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. So, for 99.99, you'll get 24 entries like the world-famous bacon wrap from Lay Ming Yong. Chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the NHL promo code, you will get an additional 8 Omaha Steak Burgers for free with your order. We've heard all the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com, and you'll get 8 free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, 100% guaranteed. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword NHL. Man, I really, I, I, like I said, I'm in the mood for a steak right now and and steaks is really good. I, I need a thick, juicy, smoky steak and the place I go to to entrust to feed me and my family is Omaha Steaks. So you guys should definitely check it out. Okay, so let's turn back the hands of time just a tad bit, shall we? Let's go back to July 8th 2020. By the way, that was my 21st birthday. On that day, the New Jersey Devils made the announcement that they had named Lindy Ruff to be their next head coach of their organization, and they passed on people like Peter Laviolette and Gerard Gallant. Now, here's the thing, and I wanted to actually make an episode about this over the summer. However, I kind of ran out of time because, uh, obviously, during the summer, uh, there's a lot of hot topics uh, being discussed about the Devils. Obviously, made a few splash signings and trades, and I just wanted to jump on those. So. I apologize for not doing an episode on this, but I'm making it up to you now because it is a very interesting topic to talk about because coming into the season, even though I didn't mention it on this show, I kind of was keeping tabs on the Capitals and also the Rangers just a little bit because here's the thing, because you got LaViolette. Obviously, we passed on him, like I mentioned, and he's the head coach for the Washington Capitals, a veteran-led team that won the Stanley Cup Finals a few years ago, and then you got the New York Rangers, sort of like us. They were kind of behind the eight ball. A couple years ago, they had one of the worst defenses in the league, and uh, they're, like I mentioned, just a very young team uh, with a lot of upside, and then uh, Gerard Gallant over the offseason was named their next head coach, and look where the New York Rangers are at, look at where the Washington Capitals are at, and look where the New Jersey Devils are at, because, you know, I'm not going to really worry about the Washington Capitals, because quite honestly, I think Lindy Ruff could have been the head coach for the Washington Capitals, and they would have been just fine, in my opinion, because you got uh, Alexander Ovechkin, uh, probably one of the greatest hockey players to ever play the game. Certainly the best Russian player to uh, step foot onto a sheet of ice. And then uh, you got the New York Rangers, completely different team. But Lindy Ruff has been a part of that organization before as he was the head defensive coach uh, for them just a few years ago. And, you know, he was able to get the best out of Adam Fox. However, uh, the New York Rangers had, like I mentioned, one of the worst defenses in the entire league. And let me just mention that again for emphasis. Lindy Ruff was at the helm of it before he was named the head coach for the New Jersey Devils. Just saying. So when we pass on people like Gerard Gallant, and, and here's the thing, Gerard Gallant led an expansion uh, team, the Vegas Golden Knights, because, you know, I, I figured we talk about this since we recently just played them the the vegas golden knights went to the stanley cup finals in their first season in the league and who was at the helm of it Gerard Gallant, yet somehow, someway, we, we decided to give the reins to Lindy Ruff. Now, here's the thing. I think I've been the most patient uh, for Lindy Ruff out of anyone uh, who covers the New Jersey Devils, quite honestly. Because I don't really get on Twitter saying, fire Lindy Ruff. I just say, like, you know, maybe consider changing his staff, yada, yada, yada. So, I'm very patient with Lindy Ruff. But even patient people have their limits. And, unfortunately, Lindy Ruff is kind of t- t- testing uh, my patience. Now, I-, I said at the beginning of this episode that I was going to remain positive positive and I'm getting to the positivity but I just need to establish this just like look Lindy you got to look at where the Rangers at and you got to look at where the Capitals are at and I know Tom Fitzgerald is closely looking at it as well just because you know you 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 got the Capitals like I said veteran-led team doing really well as they should be doing and then you got the uh, New York Rangers Uh, they're kind of like us they were a young team one of the worst defenses in the league and now they're second in the Metropolitan Division they were kind of hovering around that playoff spot last year unfortunately they did fall short, but, you know, you get the point of it. Like, the Rangers are sort of what I anticipate the Devils to be in, which is, like, maybe they hover around that playoff spot and then they make a huge jump the next season. We have taken two steps backwards. We have too much talent on this team to be in the position we're in right now because we got Dougie Hamilton, a top free agent, to sign long-term with our organization. Like I've mentioned on this show before, Dougie Hamilton has said that he wants to finish his career with the New Jersey Devils organization. We have two first overall picks. from uh, recent draft classes, Nico Heizer and Jack Hughes. Nico Heizer is one of uh, the best two-way players on our roster. You got Jack Hughes, who's one of the best offensive players on our roster, who is arguably our best player. Then you got Mackenzie Blackwood, a solid goalie who has a lot of potential and a lot of upside. And you got a lot of more depth options. Because the one thing I talked about in the last episode was that, you know, you can say what you want to say about P.K. Subban, but here's something you cannot deny. He He provides the depth to our organization. Just because because he gives you more options. So when you're looking at someone like Kevin Ball or Mason Gearson, are you really willing to say that you would much rather have one of those players over PK Subban because the one thing I said about PK Subban before on the show is that look he's not going to be the Norris Trophy contender that he once was. He's not going to be the player that we thought he was going to be when we first uh, obtained him from the Nashville Predators. Unfortunately, he's not going to amount to that. But he's getting better as the years progress. So uh, he's actually on pace to have his best season with the New Jersey Devils organization from a scoring standpoint. And uh, quite honestly, guys, uh, if the contract is right and if we're willing to you know uh, give it enough Another chance i'm willing to sign pk suban to a one or two year extension to a very 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 and i can't emphasize this enough very cheap deal because he gives us more options On the defensive end, I would much rather have a former Norris Trophy winner, a former powerhouse in the NHL as my bottom four defenseman than Kevin Ball or Mason Gearson, quite honestly. And like I said, Kevin Ball is still young, and I I need to see his upside. Mason Gearson, I feel like I've seen enough, and I just feel like he's just – you know, a one trick pony. And unfortunately he's fallen to that category. So I'm not trying to hate on any of our young guys, but I do got to give my honest critique. And that's just what I'm seeing so far. Uh, in terms of production from both of those respective players, I'm not trying to put all the blame on them. Uh, I'm certainly not trying to make it sound like that, but I'm just using them as examples. Now, going back to something a little more positive, we have Dawson Mercer, who's in the running for the Calder Memorial Trophy. 28 games played. He has seven goals, eight assists for a grand total of 15 points. Uh, I know he could put up better production and just make a better name for himself in that running because you know at, at one point he was a hot firecracker in terms of just like uh, the Calder memorial trophy discussion uh, him Lucas Raymond and most cider and we're actually going to be playing them in our next game against the Detroit Red Wings but you know at, at the end of the day it's just like I, I just expect more production from Dawson Mercer because the last four games he has put up nothing but zeros and unfortunately that comes from the coaching staff of the New Jersey Devils for not just utilizing his skills and just uh, putting out the best line combination out there in terms of just just trying to get the most out of our guys because we got people like Jesper Bratt. I feel like Brat can get a lot more points because look he has 28 uh, uh, games under his belt he has eight goals 16 assists for a grand total 24 points that is great but I know he can do better and uh, same with Andreas Johnson because we've seen the strides this year from Andreas Johnson because everyone had their doubts coming into this year, including myself. 28 games played, 9 goals, 10 assists for a grand total of 19 points, plus minus is uh, plus 7. So Andreas Johnson has been one heck of an upgrade for the New Jersey Devils, and he needed that, and quite honestly, I think he has uh, solidified himself on this roster. But... Uh, looking at and looking at Sharon Govich, it's just like, what happened to them? Because 25 games played for Sharon Govich, he has four goals, five assists for a grand total of nine points. And then for Koukkanen, 26 games played, three goals, two assists for a grand total of five points, plus minus negative five. Like... Come on, come on, Lindy, like, where's that magic from last year? Like, you know, the, the Devils, in my opinion, despite everything that happened towards the end of the season, I think they did somewhat decent. I think they actually, you know, they didn't meet expectations, but they were, I, I'd say, just a few spots uh, under meeting expectations, which is uh, mediocre, okay? They, they, they were mediocre, okay? So I, I'll just settle with that. I think that's the term that I was looking for, but... Overall, it's just like they, they've taken steps backwards, and I, I get it. You know, you got Miles Wood, who hasn't played in, in a game this season. Jack Hughes has missed uh, most of the year. Nico Heizer uh, right now is out. Same with Ryan Graves. But ultimately, it's just like we should not be in this position. position. And look, guys, I know it's dark right now. I, I, I get that. It, it's frustrating. And, and, you know, going back to our young guys, Ty Smith, 23 games played, and he has a plus-minus of negative 10 yeah you heard me right negative 10 he is tied with pavel zaka for the lowest plus minus on our team uh zaka has uh like i said negative 10 plus minus uh 28 games played nine goals six assists for a grand total of 15 points so but you know zaka's had his moments this season so i'm not really going to clown on zaka uh in this episode but ty smith oh man i i knew he would get off to a slow start this year i didn't expect it for it to be this bad but it's just like too much talent on this team to be doing what we're doing right now like and it's just like I, I the, the one thing is like yes we're, we're in a dark place it, it, it's a very bad place right now for the New Jersey Devils and I'm not even going to repeat our record I'm not going to repeat what we've done in our last few games but it's just like you know I'm, I'm expecting just a little bit better and you know maybe making a few coaching changes will definitely help us but yeah, at the same time, I'm just looking at the New York Rangers and how they're second in the Metropolitan Division and, you know, just last year uh, going into the season, I didn't really have much expectations for them. I thought they would sort of be like us where they just need, you know, maybe uh, a couple more seasons under their belt to really establish themselves in terms of just saying maybe they're ready to take it to the next level and then, you know, you got the Washington Capitals doing what they're doing. Obviously they haven't gotten the first round since they uh, won the Stanley Cup Finals a few years ago, but that's more than what we could say and you know, Peter LaViolette and Gerard Gallant, oh, that You know what? If, if I'm Lindy Ruff, I'm not really sleeping too well at night, knowing that uh, the Rangers and the Capitals are doing much better than the New Jersey Devils. And here we are. We have so much talent on the roster. Uh, Lindy's been given a few gifts, he's been given a few gems, yet somehow, some way, he, he, he cannot get the most out of it and it's just really frustrating and look I get Lindy was not originally meant to be the long term solution I believe his contract was only three years so he was a for now situation just to uh, take us to the next level unfortunately he's not doing that job of getting us to the next level because I honestly think this is going to be Lindy's last stop before he uh, retires because uh, honestly I don't think he has any, anything more to accomplish but at the end of the day guys look we have a lot of talent on this roster and the future for us is right okay that, that that's the main takeaway I want you to get from all this look I get the Rangers are doing much better than us I get the Capitals are doing much better than us and we passed on their uh, respective coaches and you know we gotta settle for Lindy Ruff but at the, at the end of the day like look at the talent look at the talent in Utica right now because the Utica comments they have the best record in the AHL they are 18-1-2 at the time of this recording so You know, just giving you that sort of reference. So, like, it's not just at the NHL level. It's at the AHL level as well. We have a lot of talent on this roster. And we could only go up from here, okay? So, I get it's a dark place. But I I can guarantee you... I, I, and, you know, uh, come next year, we're going to be much better. And maybe come midseason, things will start to turn around for the Devils, and maybe we'll miraculously try to make a last-minute push. But at the end of the day, like you know, I, I know it's frustrating. I know we're going to look back on these games and just say, like, we should have won that game, we should have won that game, or what happened this game. But at the end of the day, we, we just got to control what we can control and just hope that maybe somehow, some way, we could get the most out of our, uh, our players. But... For now, we just got to sell with what we got. We just need to hope that these guys get some energy under their belt. Speaking of energy, uh, this holiday season, you might want to grab a few protein bars that taste like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, a built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness. You'll get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy, so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have a raspberry and mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you'll need to tear down those mall doors or battle with holiday shoppers or maybe you just need to stand in line and you just need some extra stamina because you're tired from all that shopping. So people are so passionate about their favorite flavors of built Bars that I wouldn't recommend bringing it up at a family gathering because things can get a little hectic. Trust me, I speak from experience. So you're friends with Santa, you're friends with the big man. Well, tell Santa to throw in a few built Bars in those stockings. And if you're extra good, uh, maybe he'll give you so many of those flavors because they'll make anyone's Christmas morning a very happy one. Hey, you want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday holiday secret dip your built bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt for a little and give your beverage a little bit of that Bilt Bar flavor. FYI, you might want to have uh, a couple napkins on hand because that kind of idea could get just a little bit messy. So like some of those marshmallow treats around the holidays, well, you need to get your hands on Bilt Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors all covered in chocolate. Tastes so good, you won't even believe they're filled with protein. So the offer is go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code lock 15 for 50% off at built.com. And now the third and final live read this morning comes from betonline.ag. Please remember to gamble responsibly. So, BetOnline has you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march into the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Visit our friends at LockdownBets for all your betting needs there as well. So, uh, like I mentioned at the top of this episode, it is game day for the New Jersey Devils as we will be taking on the Detroit Red Wings. So here's a matchup that I've actually had circled on my calendar for a little bit because, because it's going to be a matchup of the young guns because we got Alexander Nadelkovich, He was the second place finisher of the Calder Memorial Trophy race last season. And then you got Lucas Raymond and Mo Sider. They are the top two front runners in the Calder Memorial Trophy. And now here's the thing. I mentioned it in yesterday's episode, but I'm going to say it again right here right now. Here is is Dawson Mercer's chance to shine and basically just get his name a little bit more relevant in the Calder Memorial Trophy race because Trevor Zegres has been making some big plays out in Anaheim including that nice assist that he had in which he was able to just knock it from behind uh, the the goal line and just center it off I, I you know it's hard to describe in words because it was that amazing but at the end of the day you know that play put Zegres in front of Mercer so here's the thing for Dawson Mercer he's been quiet the last few games so my player to look out for in uh, tonight's matchup is Dawson Mercer because this is a game that is meant for Mercer to shine and score two goals in this game. Quite honestly, because you're going up against Lucas Raymond, you're going against Cider, you're you're most likely going to go up against Nedelkovic. Fingers crossed, because I actually do want to play Nedelkovic. This is probably the first and only time that I'll say that I want to face a you know a very good goalie. But you know then again, uh, Nedelkovic's numbers are nine seven and three goals against average two point seven eight and a save percentage of nine sixteen. So um, yeah, if we do go up against him, we're definitely going to have our work cut out for him. But overall, like, like I said, this is just a, a matchup I'm looking forward to just because it's the young guys. Here's a chance for Dawson Mercer to basically just uh, put himself ahead of Trevor egress at least and just make a few nice plays for the Devils, get his name back into the running of the Calder Memorial Trophy because he's slipping a little bit and he's gone a little bit silent. But here's his chance to stand up and basically scream and shout and just say, hey, I am all also a very young rookie who is making uh, his presence known at the NHL level. So here's a chance for Dawson Mercer to do this. And what better way to do this than against the front runner and also the runner up potentially in the Calder Memorial Trophy race this season, and the next time we play the the Detroit Red Wings won't be until April, April 24th and April 29th, so if I'm Dawson Mercer, I, I definitely had this uh, game circled on my calendar and just like, okay, here's my chance right here, right now. Here's the thing, uh, the Detroit Red Wings are 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. The Devils are 2-7-1. and one. However, the Red Wings did lose their last matchup against the Carolina Hurricanes, so uh, if, if the Devils really want to win a game now's a chance to do so against the Detroit Red Wings because look the, the, I, I'll admit this, the Detroit Red Wings are actually exceeding my expectations a little bit because their overall record is 14-13-3 I didn't expect them to be that good but obviously you know uh, with, with the surgence of uh, uh, Lucas Raymond just basically uh, establishing himself at, at, at the NHL level so quickly he he's obviously made them a much better program so when comparing stats, power play percentage, uh, the the Devils are 30th in the league uh, in power play percentage. The, the the Detroit Red Wings are 26th. So uh, Red Wings not really a good power play team. So if the Devils want to improve upon their penalty kill just a little bit, this is a team to do that against. And also... Uh, the Fun fact, the Detroit Red Wings' uh, penalty kill is actually worse than us. So they rank 27th in the league, uh, 76% almost, and then the Devils are at 79%. Uh, so the Devils are ranked 21st, uh, Red Wings are ranked 27th. So here's a chance for if the Devils want to go into power play, if Mark Reckey really wants to save his job, if we get power play opportunities, try to capitalize it against the Detroit Red Wings because their penalty kill is not really that good. Face-off percentage. Uh, the the Red Wings might win that category at the end of the game because they rank 17th in the league. Uh, they're at about 50%. Devils are at 47.6%, 26th in the league. So here's, like, like I said, coming into this game, I think this is uh, an opportunity for Dawson Mercer to make his presence known against Lucas Raymond and Mo Sider. And then here's an opportunity for Mark Reckie to make himself look even better, get a couple power play opportunities, and try to get a few power play goals. So that way you can stop hearing the fire Reckie chants when you go back to uh, the Prudential Center. So I'm, I'm just saying. And uh, looking into this game, uh, Jack Hughes, like I mentioned in the last episode, he's actually impressed me in the last few games. Um, so, you know, d- despite his line not doing that well yesterday, Jack Hughes, uh, in the last five games, he has four points, he has two goals, and then Severson has two assists. And Severson is leading our team in plus-minus last five games with a plus-two to the good. So... My thing for Jack Hughes is just continue to do what he's doing. And Dawson Mercer, get your name back in the Calder Memorial Trophy race. So that is basically my two-cent opinions for the New Jersey Devils coming into this matchup against the Detroit Red Wings. Will they come out victorious? I'm actually fairly confident that they will. Maybe they'll come out victorious by a score of 3-1. to one. Maybe that's, uh, you know what? No, I changed that. 3-2. to two. Uh, And no OT, no shootout. I think the Devils... Uh, they'll have a pretty good offense. I think Dawson Mercer will lead the way, and hopefully Blackwood, if he is in net, maybe he'll try to redeem himself from the last game against the Vegas Golden Knights in which he led a couple goals to go past him, some goals that I'm sure he wish he has back, and maybe our defense can just hold down the fort. For the time being so that's my overall assessment for uh our matchup against the Detroit Red Wings so let me know what you guys think I, on my Twitter locked on Devils as for today's episode that's all the time I have for you guys today thanks for tuning in continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day New Jersey go Devils and I will catch you guys in the next episode once again thanks for listening